You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Network. My name is Lucas Smith. This is my first podcast episode as the host of this podcast. I'm super excited for this opportunity uh, to be a part of the Locked On Network. You can follow me on Twitter, at LJFastball. I've been a huge Cardinal fan for my entire life. Watch every game that I can. Um, and I'm just super excited to uh, be the host, new host of this podcast, talk Cardinal baseball with you guys, and uh, give you a, a daily recap analysis uh, and reaction to the Cardinals news and notes and games Monday to Friday. So uh, follow along with me on this 2020 journey. My uh, Twitter handle is at LJFastball. Again, hoping to get a working Twitter for the show soon as well. But for now, follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. But we got a lot to get to for this 2020 season already. And we're going to go and just get right into it. Today is Wednesday, August the 5th. Cardinals have not played baseball officially in over just at a week. Last time they played was last Wednesday at Minnesota, and that's been because of some COVID-19 complications. On Friday, I got the news after I was I was trail running with my dad. I got back uh, to the house, and I got back, and there was an alert on my phone that the Cardinals game had been postponed because of two positive cases. At that time, we didn't know what was happening, and I, I just I immediately thought, oh no, because uh, I just we didn't know what the situation was going to look like. So that game on Friday was postponed against Milwaukee um, and they were going to play a doubleheader on Sunday. We knew at that point it, would gonna, it was going to be unlikely and that was that unlikely feeling was confirmed the very next day when the positive cases went up to four. Uh, the entire, entire season, excuse me, the entire series at Milwaukee had been postponed and then four games in Detroit were moved around where there'd be an off day Monday and they start the series on Tuesday with a doubleheader on Wednesday. Even that seemed unlikely at the time and then on Sunday it was chaos. Everything broke loose with 13 positives. We ended up finding out that it was seven players and three staff members. Um, and it was just one of those things that, you know, can MLB really contain this? It really put the season in question. The entire series at Detroit was postponed. I mean, the, the whole season was really in question. Uh, and people were, were really concerned if the season was actually going to happen. Uh, one thing that gave me a positive view on things was the outbreak over in Europe. They had a, during the European soccer, they had an outbreak that was pretty similar the first couple of weeks. They had a couple of teams with COVID-19 outbreaks, but they were able to uh, get it under control and then get, get the season going. And I think as of right now, that's what the MLB is trying to do. We've seen good things with the Marlins and Phillies being back in action, and hopefully the Cardinals can get back in action on Friday. Um, and with all this news, people seem to be hating a lot on the Cardinals and saying, you know, I've seen some tweets to get them out of the league and all these different things. And I understand that the frustration is there, and the frustration is definitely there for me too. Um, it's a fair feeling to have when all these things uh, happen but you know people are saying oh they were at casinos they were out dancing and all these different things and those reports have been questionable I know that there's a report somewhere there was a, a drive-by casino or drive-by something that Dexter Fowler went to, uh, but there, there was no confirmed reports on other casinos outbreaks. Um, 
And I saw Mozilla had some questionable comments on whether or not the contract tracing was necessary. I think it's definitely necessary to determine where the breach and protocol happened. And I think that the protocol can definitely be fixed. And I think that now the Cardinals are going to be better at maintaining protocol. But at the end of the day, the, the case has happened. We're, we're still dealing with human beings that have been tested positive for this disease in a global pandemic. And that's you know not something to make, make fun of or to, to shame on them or anything. So the frustration's there. Um, but I, I think that, that that's where it should end, at least for me it does. The frustration's there, but at the end of the day, as of right now, we've contained it. We're going to play baseball soon. Uh, and that, that news all started on Monday with, with no positives. Things started to turn around. Tuesday was a good news, bad news thing. The good news is that the Marlins were able to return to action on, on Tuesday. Uh, but we also revealed who got tested positive. Um, the team was able to release six of the seven names. Um, two All-Stars, these are going to hurt. Yadier Molina, Paul DeYoung, uh, I mean... Their offensive contributions are no question. The other positives were Edmundo Sosta, Ron Ravello, Junior Fernandez, Cody Whitley. The other one people seem to think is Carlos Martinez, and that seemed to be almost confirmed after he was placed on the injured list with no specific uh, injury. But uh, nevertheless, Junior Fernandez had a rough summer camp, but a good uh, good inning against Minnesota over last week, so I think he was going to be a good piece. Cody Whitley had a really good start, uh, and I think it was three or four innings over the course of the year so far, and not an earned run, and Mudo Sosta was supposed to be a good piece of the bench along with Ron Helen Ravello, and the offense was already a question, and after losing Molina, DeYoung, your two all-stars up the middle, and then Mudo Sosta and Ron Helen Ravello as good bench pieces, that's really going to hurt the offense. So uh, all this led to roster moves on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, yesterday and today, and I think that um, the roster moves provided some, some clarification, but also some question marks. Um, all the above were moved to the injured list, including Martinez, like I mentioned. Brad Miller was activated, and then also Alex Reyes, Henshaw Cabrera were recalled, and the contracts of Roel Ramirez, who's a right-handed pitcher for St. Louis, and Max Schrock uh, were purchased, so they were all brought to the big leagues. And here are the questions that these pose. In terms of Miller with the offense, um, there have been some speculation on whether Carpenter would move to third base, then Miller DHs, and Edmund to shortstop. I don't like that option personally. I think that Carpenter is, I think he's earned the DH spot. I think he played well in summer camp, so I don't have a problem with him playing. I have a problem with him playing third. I would almost rather see Edmund stay at third, Miller to shortstop, and Carpenter stay at the DH spot. It's just a matter of where Miller is best defensively. I think that the Cardinals can figure that out as the season goes along. And then the next question that was posed was, who starts for Martinez? Martinez had a questionable start, which we'll get into in a little bit, in his one return. I think it's been determined that Ponce de Leon is going to stay in the starter spot for Michaelis. Uh, if not, it'll be a piggyback of him and Gomber. Uh, but it was just announced actually today, uh, Wednesday today that uh, Hung Won Kim is going to start for Martinez. He's going to get out of the closer role and be in the starting rotation, which I thought should have been the move in the first place. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I get that. But I just really liked what Kim did in summer spring training, summer camp, and the exhibition game against Kansas City. He had a little bit of an issue against Pittsburgh, sure. But I just I love what Kim brings to the table. Uh, he's got a bunch of pitches. Um, so that question still is answered for Martinez, but now it's a question of who gets the spot in the ninth. I think that the couple different options, Ryan Helsley, Alex Reyes, and says Cabrera could all close. Personally, I think Helsley should do it. I think he has just lights out closer stuff with a fastball slider. Andrew Miller's obviously an option. He's looked shaky here and there to start the season. Uh, it's just a matter of where Reyes and Cabrera are at conditioning-wise and where they want and where Schilt wants to put them in, in the bullpen. I don't think any of them are going to start anytime soon pending any more injuries which we might see because of the uh, you know the break in between games but I really think that Kim gets a nod the starting rotation as Schultz announced today and I, I, I would put Helsley I, I'd give him the first nod he was really good against Minnesota against that deep lineup 
I like Helsley in the closer spot. And the other question that needs to be answered with the uh, COVID-19 injuries or COVID-19 sicknesses and absences is who catches. I think Andrew Kisner deserves a, a spot to start. He's the catcher of the future. I think uh, Schilt and Mozeliak especially have both made that clear. But Matt Waiters also, you know, he provided us a big moments last year for St. Louis. I don't think he's anything to laugh at or stalk at. So I think that it's going to, knowing Schilt, I think it'll be more of a who's hot, when kind of deal. Who's going to be, you know, whether if it's a left-handed pitcher, you probably start Kisner. If it's a righty, you probably start Waiters just because Waiters can switch hit. I would like to see Kisner in there every day at some point. And again, who knows how long Molina's going to be out. You need two pot, two negative tests within 24 hours to come back. So who knows with that. Um, but we'll, we'll see who's in the starting lineup on Friday. Um, Cardinals have been cleared to play Friday against the Chicago Cubs. Um, and right now the Cardinals sit at two and three. So in just a moment, we're going to give you a, a season recap, season update, my thoughts on the first five games for the Cardinals in just a moment. But first, I do want to talk about Postmates, because uh, if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. And I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world right now, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I have been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. And listen up here, you guys. We need to be supporting our, our neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off right outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving our wonderful listeners $100 off free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries now, you can download the app and use the promo code Locked On. That's code Locked On for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Post made it. Cardinals have been finally cleared to leave their Milwaukee hotels and travel back to St. Louis for workouts today, tomorrow, before they play against Chicago, three-game series. St. Louis is, well, at that point, will be their first game in a week. Plus, I'll preview that series tomorrow on the on the podcast, so be sure to listen to that tomorrow. And make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on any of your podcast listening networks, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you might be listening on. Listen listen to it, follow it, subscribe to it, and like it and rate it. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, Cardinals right now sit at 2-3, and three, so we're going to go and recap the season as this is my first show. Uh, we're going to go to recap the season and I'll give you my thoughts on what the Cardinals have performed like so far. He started off with three games against Pittsburgh at St. Louis. Um, I think that really it was... It was as advertised the Cardinals this this series, except for Game Three. They were two and one against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, a very bad team. They're probably the only team in the Central Division without a chance at winning it. So I think a two and one record is something you expect as a division winning hopeful. Flaherty looked really good in this game. Seven innings. Uh, his first six were extremely strong. Didn't give up any earned runs until about seventh. He struck out six Pirates. He looked really good. He's the, uh, no doubt the ace of this staff. Ryan Helsley, who I talked about earlier, possible closer, came in with one inning of shutout baseball against Pittsburgh. In terms of offense, Cardinals were able to get a run in the third after a Wong triple. O'Neill hit a home run as well. Or no, O'Neill hit the home run in the third uh, to, to score that run, as well as DeYoung with an insurance run that ended up being the difference in the eighth. DeYoung with a two-run shot in the ninth uh, that was able to save uh, Hung-Won Kim, who got the save, but he did give up two hits, uh, uh, 
an honor run and a run, so he gave up two runs, so his ERA started at nine to start the season. He picked up his first save, but like we talked about, he will no longer be in that closer role. He will be in the starting rotation starting uh, his next time through the rotation he's taking. Martinez's spot. So I think it was a good first win for St. Louis. And then in game two, the offense really showed. They were able to pick up a 9-1 to win. This offense is a huge question mark for this team, but they were able to get some some big runs that game. Uh, Wainwright was also very good in this game. Uh, Adam Wainwright, who I think is not getting enough attention. I think he's going to be really strong. He went six innings, one run, one walk on three hits. He struck out five. And in terms of offense, we had RBIs from Wong, there's no RBIs from Edmund, Goldschmidt, DeYoung, and Carpenter. Two through five really providing some thump in that middle of the lineup. I was really impressed with that. Uh, Fowler even had a hit as well. Goldschmidt with his first home run of the year. So I think that um, Saturday was a welcome surprise. It was really the last time the Cardinals hit well was Saturday, July 26th. Um, Wainwright also picking up the win. Some uh, history for you, if any of you guys are big history buffs or statisticians. Win number 163 for Wainwright. That ties him for third all-time in franchise history with Bob Forsh. So that was a big win for St. Louis, but since then it's been nothing but downhill. They lost 5-1 to one on Sunday the 26th. The offense just fell flat. They got one run. Uh, they were held to just five hits. Pittsburgh pitching struck out 10 Cardinals. Keller came in five innings, struck out two, but really the, the big punch-out machine came in the bullpen. Brubaker with four and Birdie with three, struck out the side in the ninth. Dakota Hudson left some balls up. Only one walk, so you like to see that, but left a lot of balls up. Gave up four earned and four and a third. Struck out four. Two home runs. That's not what you want to see from a sinker baller. Austin Gomber came in, pitched really well. We'll talk about him a little bit as well against Minnesota because he came in and pitched well in relief against the Twins as well. Cody Whitley, who was impressed so far, had an inning of sh- a shutout baseball with the strike. Andrew Miller uh, with a, gave up one run. And then Jose Fernandez, like I talked about when uh, I talked about him getting COVID, pitched a shutout inning with a strikeout as well. Cardinals were off for a day on Monday, and then they traveled to uh, Minnesota. And you know, like I said, things have just gone bad for St. Louis ever since that win last Saturday. They're 0-2 against Minnesota. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to scuff at Minnesota. Minnesota's a very, very good team, but St. Louis offense just just didn't cut it. They lost six to three in the first game. Homer Bailey was just excellent. I was not expecting a good start from Homer Bailey. He has not pitched well against St. Louis in the past. He was able to twirl five innings, struck out four, kept speeds changing often to keep Cardinal hitters off balance. O'Neill was able to get him for a home run in the fifth. Uh, ended up being Bailey's last inning of work anyways. Uh, but other than that, Minnesota Twins pitching shut down St. Louis. Clipper, Tyler Clippert came in with a shutout inning. Stashak came in, shutout inning. Trevor May, shutout inning. And Sergio Romo, a shutout inning. I'll talk about that more in a moment. But Carlos Martinez, it was his first start back uh, last Tuesday. First start since 2017. Or 2018, rather, first time. Um, it was a, really, a big question mark for him. It was a questionable start. In his first two innings, he gave up six hits on five runs, walked a man, and um, he committed an error himself. And then in innings three and four, he kind of settled down. He retired the first five men he saw on two strikeouts, gave up one hit. That was a Donaldson home run. Then they took him out. But then after that, Gomber was really good. Another inning and two-thirds shutout baseball. Giovanni Gallegos, two-thirds shutout baseball. Tyler Webb, John Gant with a strikeout in a scoreless inning each as well. One thing I want to talk about this game with Sergio Romo on the mound in the ninth. Uh, Harrison Bader was up in that ninth inning with Tyler O'Neill on first or second base, I believe. I just didn't know why Schilt didn't pinch hit there. Uh, Romo is notorious for a slider. If you ask Locked On Twins host Nash Walker, he'll tell you all about that devastating slider. And Bader is notorious for not being able to hit a slider or any breaking ball. So I thought that was a managerial mistake by uh, Mike Schilt there. 
to not pinch hit for Bader. And then I thought it was another mistake for him to start Bader the next day. Cardinals lost 3-0 against Rich Hill and the Twins, which he'll uh, flipping up that curveball uh, just like he always does. He was really good uh, against St. Louis. Uh, you know, the entire bullpen for Minnesota was able to make it stick in a 3-0 win, like I said, and Cardinals offense just was was, was not good. Uh, they were able to, didn't put up together a lot of at, good at-bats. They struck out only nine times, but uh, they struck out the side, uh, Minnesota struck out the side in the sixth inning against St. Louis, and ever since there, you just felt like the game was over. Uh, Daniel Ponce de Leon got the start in this one for an injured Miles Michaelis. He was he wasn't terrible. He struck out eight and uh, three and two thirds of an inning. His control just wasn't wasn't there. He walked three, gave up a home run. And uh, one thing about this game that I really noticed, Ponce de Leon worked really slowly. This was a very long game, uh, and I just really thought that Ponce de Leon looked, worked slowly. But after him. A theme of the season so far has been the Cardinals bullpen. Tyler Webb got them out of the fourth with an out, and then an inning and two-thirds of scoreless baseball for Cody Whitley. Andrew Miller gave up two hits, but he got two outs and didn't give up a run. Ryan Helsley again with a little bit of cleanup, an inning of two-thirds, two strikeouts. He stranded runners on second and third, and the eighth by getting Donaldson and Nelson Cruz out. That was big, but nevertheless, the offense was held to just three hits. So the takeaways from the season so far for me, really bad offense, uh, decent starting pitching here and there. You had good starts by Flurry and Wainwright, but other than that, it's been kind of weak starting pitching. But the bullpen has been excellent. So tomorrow's podcast, we'll be talking about Chicago Cubs. Uh, St. Louis will get back in action tomorrow. Super excited. Can't wait. Uh, I'll be watching the game on Friday. I hope you guys will be too. Um, Before we go, I do want to uh, go ahead and let you guys know to go ahead and watch the Locked On MLB Prospects uh, podcast. Uh, they got some new, they just released a new uh, podcast list and a couple of different Cardinals are on there. So go watch that to watch the future of the Cardinals. Um, and I think that that'll, that'll be really good listen for you guys. But tomorrow, again, I'll preview the Chicago Cubs series. This is the Locked On Cardinals podcast. My name is Lucas Smith. Follow me on Twitter at LJFastball. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. <laughs>